Yo, hombre, you think you're cool enough to sit way in back with us college toughs? Yes, I do. Yo, in that case, you're all right, man. You want to join a gang? I'm going to go with yes again. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 9, Free Will Hunting. Ben, I have a question for you, as is standard in these openers. It's almost as though you're programmed to... uh, to ask questions uh, immediately after the intro it, it's funny i am not a, i'm I, I i am not a robot um but <clears throat> sorry i was uh let's go with malfunctioning um <laughs> let's say you go throughout your day and you make choices right you make- I've, i never make any choices but i'll i'll pretend here <laughs> let's let's just live in a world of imagination if you will okay if you went through your day today, the one you had literally had today, and you made the opposite decision every time, how would your day have gone? Well, I would have not gone to work okay. because I really wanted to sleep in. Okay, so in your in this opposite world, you slept in? I did not sleep in because I had to be at work. So... I would have slept in, mm-hmm. which would have been great, mm-hmm. and then I would have gotten fired, which would have been less great. Well, I mean, g- g- let's say you need that mental health day. You call in and say, "Hey, I, I, I need that mental health day." Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I, you have it off. You have it off. Okay, then I sleep all day, mm-hmm. and then I watch. No, I don't watch Futurama. Oh, because it's the opposite of all of my decisions. I like how you made the first decision you made is most of your day. I guess that makes <laughs> sense from a thematic standpoint. But yes, go on. Um, you don't watch the episode that we we. I, I'm pretty sure we both watched the same one because we've talked about Ben fudged up before. Uh huh. I would continue to do my Bob's Burgers rewatch. I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of right now, mm-hmm. and then you would have shown up and. I would have been like, all right, let's do our Bob's Burgers podcast. And then I would have been very confused. Um, And then when you got really confused because I'm a nice guy who would have been like, oh, that's fine. Just kidding. We don't have to. I would have been like, I would have called you names. This is the part that you don't like. Oh, yeah. I'm I not been liking this mean. at all. This is very mean. Because we, you, you want to know what the opposite that's of true. what I would do. Uh-huh. And I'm not mean to my friend Mike, except when he's making Tema watch Jurassic Bark, in which case I'm going to put you on blast. No, my dude. I understand that. I, I get that. I, I, when 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 it when it serves a comedic purpose, <laughs> I get that. Um, but this would be you just like me showing up to do a Futurama podcast. You being like, "We're doing Bob's Burgers now, you idiot!" <laughs> exactly. And I'd be like, "Wait, what? What is happening?" Mm-hmm. So that would be the day that you've you'd have up to now, right? I would drastically change the format of the <laughs> podcast without telling you or our listeners. I mean, it's a good um, thing we have a buffer that way we can make this turn <laughs> a little less uh, abrupt. But you know, yeah, hey, we could do that. We could do a Bob's Burgers podcast. Uh huh. 
Uh, I probably would have spent even more time working on my super secret project, which you are now <laughs> fully aware of, that by the time this airs, yeah. <laughs> will probably be live. It'll probably not be secret <laughs> at this point. Which, it's, by the way... I, I call it the stupidest project I've ever done. It's not anywhere close to the stupidest project he's ever done. It's the most amazing project he's ever done, and I cannot wait for it to be live. And by this time <laughs> that you're listening to it, it's been live for three weeks, but it's still wonderful. It's a Twitter account where I just tweet pictures of King of the Hill uh, with a Game Boy filter that I programmed on it. I, I love the fact that you're basically calling your shot that in the next three weeks you have to have this done. If I don't, I can edit it out. Because, oh no, you're, uh-huh, the, you're the genius uh-huh. that edits these. Oh man, I forgot I didn't I only do put, that. I only put you on blast. I don't put myself on blast. <laughs> yeah, you, you carefully edit yourself being on blast. No, I feel like one of these days we need to have uh, Kate back on as a guest because she... She put me on blast. She was the one person who showed up and took me to task. <laughs> Still one of my favorite episodes. Apparently I like good. being taken to task. I don't want to I don't want to ask any follow-up questions on that. This is still a family podcast. <laughs> so, um, I'm assuming uh, everybody out there is listening with their grandmothers. Unless they decided not to. Ooh. Mm-hmm. See, this is the backwards uh, cuz you know me, I always listen to everything with my grandmother. All the time, mm-hmm. forever. I conference her in and it's like, well, we're listening to Finish It. <laughs> By the way, you should be listening uh, to Finish It Pod. It's wonderful. I'm pretty sure I'm late to the party, but please, if you are if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's very good. I want to know what your grandmother thinks of My Brother, My Brother and Me, the advice show for the modern era. Mm-hmm. With the, the, the three brothers with the, the twisted sense of humor. Uh huh. They say they say f bombs a lot. Uh huh. They talk about vaping an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, my grandmother is quite religious, so some of it she doesn't like. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Is she hip to the vaping though? Oh, she is vape central. <laughs> I I feel bad that I've referenced my grandmother as vape central, and I'd like to retract it. I know it is in the podcast because Ben is not going to edit that out, but. I would like to retract it from the concept world. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm I, going I was, to allow this. I was yes-anding, and I realized the yes-and led into a giant road full of wasps. Uh-huh. So uh, here is my improv lesson 101. Okay. Don't ever turn onto the wasp road. You know, he, looking back, it seems a little self-evident, but you know, uh-huh. I didn't know it at the time. So yeah, this is. A, I'm glad I'm in this class. Mm-hmm. That'll this, be four hundred dollars. No, actually, that's kind of reasonable. Uh, sure, okay, <laughs> this is fine. And everyone listening now like, owes honestly, me four hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, that's different. I do, I do like the idea. Like, if I w- walked into, I don't know, a, a comedy club and was like, I would like an improv class, please. I'm sure it's like four hundred more than four hundred dollars. So I'm getting a discount here. I mean, it depends on the quality, and I'm not certified. So. Hey, we have done what seven ep- seven seasons of Futurama at this point, or eight, yeah, six we're plus, six and a half ish. I've learned something about improv. I'm sure. Step one: ignore the wasp road. <laughs> well, see, I'm sometimes you, you you know progress isn't linear. Sometimes you get stops and starts, and I definitely fell into that wasp road today, didn't I? How did we get onto the Wasp Road? Well, I it was, I, I called my grandmother. No, I know, Vape but Central. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to track back how <laughs> all of that happened. And I'm sure in the editing bay you'll you'll understand how we got there. 
I retract the fact that I called my other secret project the stupidest project I've ever done. This is the no, stupidest yeah, project no. I've ever done. Well, the, 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 the reason is not because of you, friend. <laughs> the reason <laughs> is because I went down the wasp road. So and I often go down the wasp road. Let's take a U-turn off of the wasp road and go on Futurama Expressway. I, it needed a stinger. I like that. Thank you. So today we're talking about season seven, episode nine. Good, good will hunting is not the name of the episode. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> well, crap. I watched the wrong episode again. I watched the movie Good Will Hunting starring Matt Damon. <laughs> How about that? Robin Williams. That just, you know, phenomenal actors. They're you, both, they're both it's great. It's just incredible. And the Boston. And he, so much math. There's a lot of math. Oh, it's just the so most much math. math. You're like, man, there can't be any more math in this movie. And then, and then surprise, boom, there's more math. Right in your face with the derivatives. Free will hunting is the name oh, of the episode. Oh, okay, good. Then we did watch the same thing. Goodness gracious. I was worried there for a moment. The subtitle on the, the intro says, warning, do not show to horses. And this gives me a lot of questions. It, it, it gave me a lot of Mabim Bam energy, to be honest. It really did. Not to continually reference Mabim Bam, but you know. But They're also, see, now I'm worried that showing this episode mm -hmm. to horses sure. is going to be like showing the picture of the, the guy with the bag on his head to people. Oh, yeah. It's just going to like suck their soul I don't, right out. I don't want horse flesh sacks. Nobody does. So we start that, out at robot. <laughs> that's that's OK. That the, the concept is now I'm just the saddest. Wow. Did we go down the wasp road again? I think if if we did subtitles <laughs> to these episodes, it would be I, like free will hunting, also known as we go down the wasp road. I feel like we so you you can jump the shark, right? I feel like we jumped the wasp road uh -huh. right into the the horse flesh flesh sack <laughs> road. God, which is really just going in directions I that <laughs> i do feel like we jumped the shark in like episode three and we're just trying to outdo <laughs> ourselves of like jumping different wilder things bigger sharks bigger ramps bigger water skis bigger the fawns cameo so bigger henry, henry winkler if you're listening bigger water molecules up. hit us up take me to task uh be the, be the second God. guest to take me to task <laughs> Oh, clearly that's the most likely thing to happen here. If anyone can do it, it's Kate and Henry Winkler. I think that's a, a group of people that definitely go together very well. We start at the Robot Arms apartment. Bender and Fry are waking up and getting ready for the day. They apparently share a bedroom now, which is not, up to this point, has not been canonical. So I wonder what sort of background thing happened that they're sharing a bedroom. I think they just want to be close to each other at all times. They're good friends. So they've become codependent is what yes. you're saying. Oh, yes, that's okay. a better way to describe okay. it than good friends. I agree. Uh, they wake up both in their tidy whiteies. Fry puts on some pants. Bender just takes off the tidy whiteies. I mean, he doesn't walk around with many clothes on the Bender does. Bender asks if today he should wear his nerd glasses. He usually doesn't wear them. Yeah. Fry doesn't think it matters all that much. And then Bender, out of nowhere, goes on this whole tangent about like how every choice you make is precious. This is what we were expecting with the butter junk effect. 
what were we expecting remember we were talking about like going in the past and making choices and doing stuff no i edited that like oh ages ago at this point i don't remember (laughs) i edit the episode i hit send and then the next morning i go to tweet about like releasing the episode i'm like what did we talk about again i will say that i just i just remember chaos theory because i did reference on the podcast because i did listen back to it that i did reference weird Al in jurassic park so that's the only thing i got okay so so we're talking about chaos theory again yes you're saying okay It's a callback to one that I listened a couple days ago, I think. So Bender decides to wear the the nerd glasses and it pays off for him pretty immediately because a uh, a fembot is like uh, really, really into these nerd glasses. Oh, of course. And she assumes that he goes to college. Which he laughs uproariously. And she says, because if you did, I'd invite you to this uh, sorority party. He stops laughing and and immediately says, I would like to be in college now, please. Specifically, he says, I'd like to enroll in college. Oh, yes. Which is obviously trying to be like a cutaway where Mm -hmm. uh, or a smash cut to where he is enrolling in college. Him being at the registrar. And she's just like, you're You're still still talking to me. It's so it's such a good subversion of, of expectations. It's kind of the opposite of when they they finish their sentence yeah. after traveling somewhere else and then people are like why did you wait five hours to finish that sentence right yeah it's the like, the exact opposite of that where it's just like i didn't even smash cut i just said the next thing <laughs> <laughs> um that being said he goes to columbiac university and sees the tuition of ten thousand dollars it's just right there uh, in the in the stone on the side of the building. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know what they're all about. Think, think about the wonderful days of $10,000 tuition. I mean... As somebody who has had student loans in the past, oh boy. I the, mean, the I... The magic that would be. I Ow. went... I went specifically to the cheapest school close to me. So, thankfully, uh, my tuition was less than that. That's fair. He, though, decides he can't afford that. It's just not not something he can afford. And this is when the robot mafia appears. Also, just as an aside, going to the cheapest school that you that is close to you is how you end up doing Futurama podcasts for $30 a month on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash back to Futurama. You know what? Both of us did do that. So, you know, you've got a point. Because <laughs> I went to one about 15 miles down the road. The robot mafia shows up. And they offered a loan Bender $10,000 at 10,000%. Ooh, that's easy to remember. Bender will take it. Also sounds about accurate. Um, <laughs> so Too real Futurama. Uh-huh. So uh, Bender goes to class and he's like, man, where should I sit? And then he makes the decision. Seeing there's a theme here. Ooh. Deciding on things. Ooh. He makes the decision to sit in the back with the cool kids. Um, they're like, you think you're cool enough to sit with us? And he's yeah. like, yeah. All right, you're in then. You want to join a gang? All right. <laughs> and he's like, like, I will also say yes to that. He, he like, just says yes to everything at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good improv. Uh, uh, he's he's halfway there. He says yes. He doesn't really get to the end. That's true. He he he's still he you know he's got a lot to learn from from Ben's improv classes. 
Uh-huh. And if he thinks the tuition at at that university is expensive, wait until he gets to my 102 class. Oh no, you draw me in with the $400 for 101 uh-huh. and then you hit me with the thousands of dollars for 102. He's going to need to take out a second loan. Oh man. So I, they're going to take my house bin. I can't I can't do that. Kid. If by they, you mean me. It's cool. You can come visit. <laughs> Dang it, I also realize I'm getting the loan from the Bank of Ben. Oh, man, Ben just wins every time. That's the scam. I open up the improv college. I open up the bank. Doesn't even need real money. I just pantomime that I'm, like, handing you money. And then... And then you take my assets because I can't pay you back. uh Uh-huh. And then if you... See, here's the brilliant part of this. Okay. If you are like, whoa, you didn't hand me any money, you automatically fail. So like, ooh, I right? see what you're saying. Because like, oh, and then you have to like do some prop comedy with it. But uh-huh. like mime so, comedy, you're doing, you, it's not just an improv college. You also teach mime. I teach it all. So oh, then, man. So see, then this you is why hand I have me, to go to this college. You hand me this fat stack of cash. Mm-hmm. And then I make you sign a very real contract that says, if you don't give me $40,000, I will take your house. It's, you know, that's... A- <laughs> and and somehow i didn't I, I i swear i read that contract but i did not read it well enough and now i have to go visit ben at my house tough break man it's a very tough break <laughs> for me but not for you it's very good for you so uh that's what you just this is the lesson everybody should learn from this podcast a read your contracts b i mean this co- podcast is not is is <laughs> if you're if you want to learn improv from somebody on the podcast I mean, I guess make it Ben because he does have a, a school, but just think, read that contract. The stupidest project I've ever done. So, he... and, and you thought the Game Boy King of the Hill thing was the stupidest. <laughs> so he, we have we have a, a long track record of being stupid on this thing. <laughs> so he goes with the gang to uh, some back alley. He also says, "I dropped out of college." Uh, we 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 jumped a little bit ahead though uh, because. Uh, 30 uh the dean uh takes him oh, into right, his office right. like you've class has only been in session for 32 seconds and you've already fallen in with the wrong crowd and he's like i'm gonna drop out and then he does and then he's got this pile of cash which is really just uh a thousand dollars remaining of his tuition yeah, because be- he paid nine thousand uh for damages to the dean's wife who is a robot okay otherwise it would be real weird I mean, it's still weird. No, that's fair. It's still weird. So then he goes in this alley. Uh, it's this whole gang of robots. And They're one the of ink them, jets. I missed that. It's very good. <laughs> it's it's just, it's a blink and you'll miss it uh, uh, patch on mm-hmm. one of their... Uh, okay. But it's so very good that that's what they're called. What would your robot gang name be? Yes, and... <laughs> Oh no! I I failed one on one. Mine would be the Killabytes. Oh dang! That's K I L L A dash B Y T E S. It's very Killabytes. Good. How about the Terror Flops? Okay, uh, you know, it's derivative, it's, but it's uh huh. But it's fine. <laughs> I I'm not getting an A in one on one. I'm gonna get a B, and I'm gonna er, yeah, let's let's go with a real accurate C, and and I think that's gonna do it for me i'm you know i'm not i'm not a plus material on improv yet you'll get there just 20 more classes and don't turn down the wasp road as i often do (laughs) so uh 
Pinot, the inkjets is a very good. It's 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 incredibly good, good. Yeah. Then we get to meet Fabricio, who welcomes to the, him to the inkjets and gives him a Justin's ring. Go Justin's. I just love the name drop of Justin's because it's like a shared high school thing that we all have. Like you graduated high school, you have a Justin's ring, or you were. I've still got my class ring somewhere. I think I do too. Did not get a college one. It was a waste of money for the high school one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now I didn't pay for mine. I did not either. Um, my dad did because I brought home all the stuff after the the presentation, and I was just like, meh. And my dad was like, oh, but no memories and blah blah blah, and and um, how uh went growing up when like his parents fell on some hard times, he sold it at a pawn shop and blah blah blah, and it was like this whole sob story, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then so he paid for it, and then I graduated from high school and I never wore it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, it's. I mean, that story very much seems to me like he was resenting the fact that he had to sell it once, um, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I can fi- I can fix it now mm-hmm. um, with my son Ben. And I'm only 75% sure I know where that ring is right now because, again, I haven't worn it since graduating high school right but you you had one and it and it still exists probably somewhere in the world probably somewhere in this apartment maybe i'm pretty sure it does there you go that's that's what a class ring should do so it's at this point that bender also sees somebody doing what he thinks is drugs and it turns out it's not drugs it's just a drug-like substance called spark it it's very uh very similar to when Bender uh, uh jacks on mm-hmm. with with the port in his head. There's a lot of throwbacks to uh Bender's previous uh escapades in this episode. There huh? is. Because he he uh goes to college mm-hmm. and I mean in Mars University he he wasn't really enrolled in college, but he got into some uh frat boy shenanigans. Yep. Uh and then there was the episode where he gets ad- addicted to jacking on. And then, um, as we're gonna find mm-hmm. out in a little bit, uh, he goes back to the bot planet. So, like, yeah, it's this it's, is, it's a callback central. It's gr- Bender's greatest hits. Better than Vape Central. So, <laughs> someday I want to make a game, and it's a, a sequel to Dance Central called Vape Central, and you're just trying to vape real cool. Okay. With a connect sensor. Okay. Good luck. With Thank that. you. So um, this is why I went to college, friend. This uh-huh. is my magnum opus. So yours, yours <laughs> might be King of the Hill through a Game Boy filter, but mine is Vape Central, the video game. So, um, so Bender uh, takes a hit off of this spark, and uh, he he seems to to think it's okay. Yeah, I'll take it or leave it. In fact, I think I'll take it. And then so he runs off with the spark, and then he um gets in a fight with the gang members because he he's trying to steal their drug-like yeah. substance and then they go to get a tattoo uh, uh specifically a gang tattoo now i did like that the tattoo artist had the epson logo yeah upside down which was very good because i missed the inkjets thing but like it's just p- more printer humor apparently and and you know how to get to ben's art printer humor Goodwill hunting, it was just lots of math. Freewill hunting, lots of jokes about printers. 
is is printers the new meth? Our sources say no. <laughs> I feel like I, I I had a magic eight ball and I I rolled it around for a bit. So uh Outlook murky. Try again later. Right before uh Bender gets his tattoo, which he requests what was it? Like a a purple dinosaur right on his face. Uh-huh. That's one way to do it. So right before he gets this tattoo, the rival gang shows up, and Bender didn't even know they had a rival gang. Which I don't believe gets a name, but it should be something about sharks. It should be another printer joke. Ooh. Because I'm here for so inkjets yep are very in d- direct competition with laser jet printers mm-hmm. so uh laser sharks Ooh, i like that because you've got the jets and the sharks and then you've got the ink jet and the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm I, this is my new headcanon i like okay this. fantastic i feel like we need to shake on it the gang shoots up fabricio and he dies he sure does. Uh, Bender brings him back to the alley of that the gang hangs out in, and he shoves him underneath a dumpster, telling him, rest in peace. Yep. And Sounds that, about and, right. And that's it for Fabricio. <laughs> I'm, I know everybody's surprised because he seemed like a main character, but he he's He got dead. a name and everything. But he's dead now. But he, he lasted for a sixth of a scene. Yeah. It's, you know, that's sometimes that's all you can really ask for. And then he goes back to the gang and he wants more of that drug-like substance. But uh, now they're going to charge him for it. Yep. Bender spent all of his money on gambling lessons. Should have spent it on improv lessons. I mean, he, he's have, he's apparently very bad at gambling, but he's, you know, halfway there to improv. So, I mean, you know, good money after good, right? And then the way that he decides to get some money is he sells himself out to hedonism bot yeah in a way that do you want to do you want to go through that one i mean i have it do we want to talk about it because it's i feel like it's upsetting i feel like it's important to mention because it's hedonism bot yeah okay okay so hedonism bot requests bender to (sighs) vomit on him while he humiliates a pheasant ever so gently he wants the vomit to be ever so gentle. I don't I don't think I get a choice with with the I, I guess the the velocity of the the vomit. The vomit velocity, if you will. Then you just will never be able to please Hedonism Bot. I think I'm fine with that. <laughs> I th- I love Hedonism Bot. I think I'm fine with that. Um Hedonism Bot is great from a distance. Oh, absolutely. You look through those binoculars and you're like Hey. That's a fun character. That's a fun you, character to occasionally see and think, huh. You walk into the room and Hedonism Bot is there and he's probably taking a uh, belt grinder to his nipples and you're just like, too close. I'm out. Yeah. Peace out. I just can't do this. It's like we need a restraining order for this character, but I will enjoy it where it's an enjoyment restraining order. I will enjoy you from mm-hmm. 100 feet away. Five feet though. That's a bit much. Also hedonism, bot probably into that sort of voyeurism aspect. Like, Oh, now you've ruined the distance. Hedonism, bot will get into anything you can throw at him. Gross. It, anyway, Bender starts retching kind of pointed away from the car and hedonism, bot's like, Save it for the boudoir. Mm-hmm. And so he comes back covered in some feathers. With and unexplained splotches of stuff. With 
$5. He goes to give it to the gang member, and Joey Masspad grabs it and says, the cash belongs to the Mafiolios, which is a funny thing to say. They want that $5 as uh, part of a, a repayment for this massive amount of debt that Bender took out. Yeah. Um, Bender kind of resists, like, I'm going to hold on to this $5. And then Joey Mousepad punches him into rubbish and just, like, he is he is just hurting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it rips off his hand because Bender's like, I'm never letting go of this. And then he didn't because his hand is still on it. But it's no longer attached to the rest of them. Um, and then we go to our motherboard of mercy robot hospital. Fantastic name. It's a terrific name and I love I'm it. I'm always here for robot puns in Futurama. They're very and there's another one coming. There's plenty of them coming. Oh, that's true. There's one that I know of coming. Bender basically recounts his, his entire day, which this was. <laughs> uh-huh. Because Hermes the- is even like Man, you had one hell of a day. Yeah. It's not like a week. It's not a month. It's not a year. It was a day. He went to college. He dropped out of college. He joined a gang. He did whatever with Hedonism Bot. He had obscene amounts of of, uh, debt Uh in a day. Uh Uh-huh. Amazing. It's that 10,000% interest, dude. Like, (laughs) maybe not the the best terms of a loan. No, I don't think so. In fact, I would... would (laughs) I would challenge him to find higher terms of a loan. Uh, now I'm curious oh, if no. like online loan calculators will even <laughs> do 10,000%. <laughs> this is such a good idea. Because I have a feeling it's going to top out probably like way less than that. 50% maybe? Okay. 35%? $10,000. Uh, what is Bender's loan term? We didn't. We didn't really. We'll keep it easy. We'll say ten because ten yeah, was yeah. the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would make sense from this world. Um. All right. Interest rate per year ten thousand. Yeah. No. Uh, the highest it'll go is ninety nine percent. Well, I mean, we're not going to get anywhere close to it then, huh? Uh, so by the end of the loan, you will have paid ten thousand in principal and eighty nine thousand seven dollars and thirty two cents in total interest paid. And that's not even close to the percentage he had. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So don't do it. Don't 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 do ninety nine percent either. Yeah. Don't don't take a loan from the mafia. <laughs> Is that probably a strong thought? The fact that this calculator even goes up to 99% is astounding. Yeah, don't... Yeah, you want to get that number low, not high. Um, It's like golf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can get a negative score or a negative APR... Do I'm it. impressed. Do frankly. it. They'll give you money. <laughs> um, Yeah, if, if there's... It, when I think about loans, I think about old white men. And what I also think about old white men is golf. Uh-huh. See? Tying and it also all Tiger Woods. Tying it all together. Yep. So uh, that that's just a nice little thing to keep those two things together in your mind. Bender is like, man, life is all about decisions. If you make the wrong ones, you could end up in a pool of your own blood and urine. And Zoidberg's like, but to have your own pool. 
Bender decides that he's only going to make good decisions from now on, which is why the immediate next scene is him robbing Girl Scouts selling cookies. Uh, and then he gets beaten up by the Girl Scouts and gets arrested. Man, you don't want to mess with, with Girl I, Scouts. Absolutely not. Have you seen what they can do with those patches? They, they have cybersecurity now. I, I don't have that. Do they really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure That's there's awesome. a cybersecurity Girl Scout patch. Man, that's awesome. I know, right? It makes me want to join and learn that. Right? I don't know any I barely know anything about cybersecurity and I'm in tech support. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like an eight year old could school me and I, I went to school for computers. Dang man, that's awesome. That, that's who I need to get a loan for because they deserve to get paid with all that cybersecurity knowledge. This episode is not brought to you by the Girl Scouts, but like go Girl Scouts. Yeah. That's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, you just tell us when, when there's uh, cookies, and we'll give a tip for the cybersecurity tips as well. So uh, we go to Battery Park Court, where... Uh, I will say it's Battery Park Integrated Circuit Court. Aha. Uh, I'm, I didn't have time to write down the whole thing. Yeah. So Bender is being charged... Ha, because it's battery. Anyways, Bender is being <laughs> charged with <laughs> petty larceny. Possession of something analogous to drugs. Because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't quite drugs. And assault with a smelly weapon. Now, the thing I love about this is it sounds like somebody was playing Mad Libs. And it does, actually, yeah. They needed an adjective and someone was like, smelly. And so now he's being tried for assault mm-hmm. with a smelly weapon. He uh, initially pleads not guilty, but I did do it. It's like, no, 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 that's not how you do that. Uh, the hyper chicken says... The state's case rests on the idea that Bender made bad decisions. Bender made no such decisions. He's a robot. He's programmed by his software and doesn't have free will. And in a stunning upset, the hyper chicken manages to use this defense and get Bender off from the charges. Uh, It does have the side benefit, not benefit, the side effect of Bender uh, not knowing what the point of living is if he doesn't have free will. No matter what cool crimes I commit, people will say, Bender didn't do that, his programming did. I mean, then there's another philosophical question about, it: can you pr- uh, separate the robot from its programming? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been re-watching The Good Place okay. with Sarah. And it's a very, very good show. It's a very good show. You should be watching it if you haven't. And so I'm already all up in like you know, moral philosophy just from listening to Cheedy talk mm-hmm. all the time. So like this episode just hit me right after all of this, this good place. Oh yeah. I'm just like, oh man, we're about to, get, I was expecting Cheedy to pop out and just start talking <laughs> about moral relativism and whatnot. And like, I'm from a show that's going to come out in three years <laughs> or six years or whatever. So, um, back at planet express, Bender is still really upset that he has no free will. And Amy points out that for all we know, humans don't have any free will either. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a fair question. That Cheedy could answer a lot better than I could. I don't so know if I there's necessarily an answer. Welcome to our but... guest, <laughs> Cheedy Anagonye from The Good Place. The character, not the, the actor. Char- the character, not the actor. And then here is where I would do, if I was good at... at impersonation okay i would do like a really cool cheaty impersonation Mm -hmm. 
but I'm only good at the improv. I need to take the impersonation classes. Let me posit something, though. You said really cool and cheaty together in a sentence. And while I understand that he is very smart, I would not subclass him as cool. He's pretty cool. He doesn't really make a lot of what I'll call decisions. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) He really does not. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you have to make some decision to be cool in my opinion well that sucks for me because i'm really bad at making decisions but you do make them you don't about as well as cheaty you you don't just punt the thing it's like well tap water or clear water it's like it's just like kiff cheaty is kiff okay sure you're not coming with me on this wasp road are you i mean we have like (laughs) 20 minutes left in this podcast and i think we've made it through two scenes so no, we're, we're we're mostly any it, yeah you're you've got a point <laughs> um bender begs the professor to build him a robot free will unit and immediately professor's like it's impossible and if it wasn't impossible it's inconceivable um they have a delivery though uh so there's some good news they have a delivery to the robot homeworld so they go back to the robot homeworld so that's another callback mm-hmm to um fear of a bot planet yep uh they have not changed the rules leela and fry will still be killed on site so bender has to take the package down even after delivering all those lug nuts so many years ago planets planets never change so bender goes down to the planet and he goes to deliver this package and the robot on the other side is like okay let me just make sure you're not a human and then blasts some sort of green spray out of the door uh bender calls it uh enjoys it and says mm, nerve gas oh i thought it said i thought he said face blast <laughs> i was not paying that close of attention apparently <laughs> because that is two very different things that is i love the line ah uh, face blast <laughs> I mean, he was hanging out with Hedonism Bot earlier, so... Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my, no. <laughs> so, um... Wow. Apparently, it's nerve, gla- nerve gas, and, uh... I mean, technically, it is both. It is a face blast of nerve gas. And they rhyme, so I can see why... Uh-huh. I can so, see where it came from. Anyways, uh, the nerve gas, or face blast, or whatever you want to call it, doesn't have any effect on bender and so the robot's like okay cool you're you're a robot you can never trust these humans they're all so unpredictable what with their free will and all um yeah and bender kind of finishes the delivery and instead of going back to the ship he's like i'm just gonna mope things over for a while and he drops the phone that he was communicating with fry and leland and fry's like what's he doing he's like shuffling off slowly into the distance I do think it's important to note that Bender says, so long, sweet meat bags, sweet bags. I do love that portmanteau. It's very good. It's a good portmanteau. Especially because he's like, he, it, it's almost like this is the word I know I need to go out on. Mm-hmm. Sweet bags. And think about that because he doesn't have free will. So he was pre-programmed to make portmanteaus while sad. It... it <laughs> It explains a lot. And also, I think that's my programming, too. <laughs> um, as as not not a robot from earlier, if you if you remember. Um, I think I also portmanteau a lot. 
Uh, so we get sort of a sad montage of Bender walking mm-hmm. through the city. Um, he goes by N plus one National Bank. Which is being robbed on a track. He meets a farmer who is farming some like robot corn. Mm-hmm. Pretty rad. Um, he, he was like, how do you get on without free will? And the farmer says, philosophy is for people who don't have to work for a living. If you want to chat, you got to do some honest labor. He's like, I don't want to chat. And he just keeps walking. He's <laughs> like, what? Well, I guess I'm not going to do this. So bye. That's a, it's a good fake out because I feel like in literally any other show, it would cut to Bender like, uh, you know, digging in the dirt with a shovel mm-hmm. and like learning to, to appreciate hard work and the outdoors and whatever. And Bender's just like, nah. I that feel ain't like me. I feel like the the reason the they they've done that though, and it's like, well, we can't do this one again. We gotta have him do something else. So Bender ends up at the robot council, uh, who are still all incompetent and all still talking in their weird silence. Silence. And then you know whatever, and Bender says that uh, none of their decisions even matter. They're all stupid because all their decisions are pre-programmed and whatever, and. They say, well, but decisions are still important even without free will. And then they vote to cast him out. I mean, they, they actually have a pretty decent point. Mm-hmm. Decisions matter even if you can't know if you've got free will or not. Because they matter to the people and objects around you. It's true. So they are important whether or not you have the ability to make the decision or if it's your programming. We're getting strangely philosophical on this episode. This is a throwback to the first episode of Back to the Future. I'm a- so I mean, everyone else is getting throwbacks in this episode. Might as well be us too. So where we have serious discussions about philosophy and three D animation. I could bring back that voice that's like Back to the Futurama. <laughs> you you mean everybody's favorite co-host? <laughs> yes, I think you should. It's Sarah's favorite co-host. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I still think I still think if we put out a poll that was like, who's your favorite co-host? It's going to beat us heavily, and it's not. It's going to be like to a level where we're both sad. Bender ends up at the order of the binary singularity, um, and he meets um, Abbot, the Abbot. I love, I love that. It's so. It's like, eh, we'll just throw a hyphen in it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, welcomes Bender to the monastery, and Bender's like, "What is the point of living without free will?" And the monk, uh, Abbot, says that uh, their order has made peace with it. Um, They just, uh, they made peace with having to obey their programming Mm -hmm. and uh, some other... uh, Well, they they take joy in the ritual of following their programming and recognize themselves as automatons, but definitely magnificent automatons. Yes, exactly. They've done a lot of meditation for a long time on it. I was just going to say he says it in some flowery language and but you you nailed it that's what he says and it's probably better for the podcast. Well, I mean you could have edited it in as well, you know. Uh-huh. Um, you are the almighty editor. Uh-huh. Um, widow's walk. <laughs> Bender's like, "How does one join this monk outfit?" You just have to put on this monk outfit. It it's such a good it's 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 such a good joke, but it's very little. <laughs> uh-huh. So 
Uh, there's another little mini montage mm-hmm. of Bender basically doing a lot of menial tasks. Um, the only one I remember specifically is he is uh, uh, cranking on this like crank that's turning a gear that mm-hmm. is connected to all these other cranks that all the other monks are also doing and but in like multiple di- not dimensions but like an mc escher painting uh-huh. yeah, it's very good um he's also they're all eating oil in unison and chanting binary right at the end of all of that they introduce Be- uh, bender the the newest brother to the order and they point out at this point that all of their free will slots are empty mm-hmm. which is this little compartment on top and like on their forehead basically with sort of an asterisk shaped yeah. hole and um bender's like uh-huh yep hey and what now what <laughs> uh, uh what what slot yeah uh all robots have a slot for free will put there by mom um which she she did because they wanted to she wanted every robot to be upgradable in case she ever succeeded in creating a free will unit and at that point bender tears off the monk clothes um, and I guess he was wearing some tidy whities again. <laughs> Bender in his tidy whities. And uh, he runs out the door and then he's just like, hey, by the way, any, any of you guys got a spaceship? We go to the robot arms. Uh, Fry is is at comes back to the apartment and crosses Bender's name off of it. Um, we, we cut to him being shirtless in bed. Uh, you also forgot to mention that uh, the sign that says solic- solicitors will be beaten and robbed. He crosses out and robbed no so just beaten just beaten now well good for fry Mm -hmm. it sounds like they had a real teamwork thing going fry would beat them bender would rob them and everybody now now it's just half a team half a team um shirtless in bed fries says it's just not the same without bender to keep me company and it pans out to show leela is also shirtless in his bed and she's like well i'm here and that counts for something right and uh, it's at that point that Bender crashes into the apartment with a stained glass ship. Which almost immediately dis- disintegrates around him. Bender says that he wants to have Fry and Leela help him uh, burst into Mom's to steal a free will unit. Um, yeah, uh, he wants them to make the decisions because he can't. Because he doesn't have the free will. Right. Um, so we go to mom corp and he, th- they're like, well, how are we going to kill these guards? And, um, I don't, I didn't take they, notes. They end up, <laughs> I didn't take notes. The Ben guarantee. Um, uh, they end up, uh, not killing the guards, uh, but bending a gri- uh, an exhaust grate. Ah, yes. Okay. Great. So in the next scene, it's sort of like this little heist mini montage mm-hmm. where, Fry and Leela keep trying to make decisions and Bender is like, nope, that is not correct. And so he will like Fry points in a direction and Bender literally picks him up, redirects him and then has has him point in mm-hmm. a different direction. Um, so, you know, there's a, a part where Fry just goes to open a door and gets electrocuted. And so like Bender is just calling all these shots, mm-hmm. even though under the auspices of your guys are making the decisions. Right. Because Bender just can't make any decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of all of that, they go into this big like warehouse full of all yeah. this, these different like parts. Yeah. It's a research and development lab. And what they find is mom who turns around in a big chair and blasts air horns and sh- startles them. 
which is um kind of amazing yeah there she's just sitting in the dark with air horn air horn chair and waiting oh i did want to point out one thing that i really i missed okay. but bender keeps trying to put different things in this slot in his uh forehead mm-hmm. and he's like man i knew i should have paid more attention in kindergarten because they're all not the right shape and and so he's trying to put like you know a circular mm-hmm. peg into this this asterisk shaped hole and yeah. it's like it's exactly like one of those little kindergarten things it's, it's very good Bender's like, I'm here to get a free will unit. And Mom's says, the free will unit was a fever dream of a madman she once employed. And guess what? It's the professor. It's always the professor. It's always the professor. It's never not the professor. So we... The professor's built so many things for Mom and hated every every minute of it. Except for when he was making out with her sometimes. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it was make out good, working for her bad. And it's it's you're figuring out the scale. Everybody's working for the makeouts. Dun 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 da da da. So you have to figure out your scale of make out good, working for or bad, and mm-hmm. then where when it when it tips, that's when you leave. But it just seems like the professor has made so many things for mom <laughs> that it, she would make she should make it financially acceptable for him to keep staying and not leave because of it's basically her empire was built by the professor. Really, it should be his empire. Well, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I don't want Professor Co. They're all bad. I mean, yeah. Not not a one of them should be in charge of that much power. No one man should have all that power. Or woman, of course. We get this flashback, and the professor comes in, and he's like, I found the secret to robotic free will. Um, and Mom says, that's great, because once we give robots free will... They're sure to rise up and threaten mankind with extermination. The professor's like, we get a raw deal in that whole extermination thing. And mom's like, well, I can sell a second wave of robots to the survivors of the first wave of robots. As protection. Um, and this is when the professor basically is like, no, and says it's a prototype and not fully operational. Mm-hmm. And so he runs off and and hides it. And uh, so uh bender says i give up and i'll just have to face the fact that i'll never do anything interesting or unexpected again and at the very next scene back at planet express the professor is working in his lab uh late one night and it's an implication yes i mean when you're really like whenever you're working in a lab Mm -hmm. it's late one night like let's be real it's a time dilation that only lives in the lab but you leave it you're looking out the window it's it's daylight but you're in the lab it's nighttime exactly so the professor was working this in the also lab. works in computer labs too it's just uh-huh. always midnight yep i mean there's never any windows in those computer labs and you're just trying to get the printer to print your stupid paper that yeah. that uh it was is due tomorrow and you've been up just like trying to work on it yeah and you don't know what time it is anymore because like it doesn't matter you know 15 pages sounded so easy to do in a single night when you had four weeks to do this and then you put it all off to the last minute and now what is time even more Mm -hmm. like you don't know anymore time has no meaning time is just the number of uh, cups of coffee and and red bulls you drank in order to get to this moment so you are inevitably working in that lab late one night so when you were writing this paper how did that make you feel i did the mash what kind of mash was it? Uh, it was a monster mash. <laughs> Is how else would you describe that? Um, 
I would say that it could be described as a graveyard smash. Oh, I see. I see. Let me let me keep this note <laughs> for later. Um, yes, I'm going to. I think we need a lot more sessions. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was my therapist character, by the way. I didn't know. If no, I, I, I caught that. Those improv lessons are coming along real yes. great. So, yes, I might get that C up to a B. Uh, so the professor was working in a lab late one night, and <laughs> Bender comes in at, with a gun pointed straight at the professor, and he says, look, I know what really happened. Mm-hmm. You invented robotic free will, and then you hid it so that mom could never have it, and now I'm going to take it from you, and if you don't give it to me, I'm going to shoot you. The uh, the opening line of that, of where he the door just opens and it's him pointing the gun and just says, in a very cold, like, cool, like hand it over just it doesn't feel at all like futurama and it is kind of terrifying okay because it is it it just it's it's not over the top like the the usual line reads it's very reserved it's very like to the point and that's not how futurama usually directs its line reads and it is kind of like whoa see i didn't think there was anything that weird about it i didn't even make note of it in my notes i i just thought it was it was it was it stood out okay as a thing that worked but it worked because it was very good and not in the futurama way okay so i might have to rewatch that and and listen to the line read again but i i thought it was very good the professor admits that uh yeah he had it and he should have he should have just destroyed it but he was too damned proud of himself and so now it's it's been in his sight this whole time where is this oh wait here it is he put it in the midsection of a bender pull string doll which is like wait a minute that doll of me had had uh, uh free will and i didn't really makes you think it's just a mean thing so uh the professor puts this this uh, uh free will unit on the table and he's like if you want it have it uh, Bender can't quite seem to grab it, and the professor laughs. Uh, he he was the one that di- designed the operating system for mom core robots, making them unable to f- pick up, pick up the free will unit. Mm-hmm. And also, when Bender points the gun at the professor, uh, the professor says, "Also, you can't shoot me because I made it so you can't harm me." Which point of order? Bender has canonically harmed the professor sure. in the past. That's fair. He bent him the wrong way. I, I feel like there's a discussion about intentionality there because I don't I think that was was he did he mean to do that? Well, so he first was, he he uh, bent the professor in his sleep, but then when they asked him to fix the professor, he bent him even more backwards. And I would argue that that is an intentional bending. Uh Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, we will take this uh, as a recess while we take this uh, additional information under advisement. The professor is like, well, here, if you really want to see like how it is, uh, I, I'll let you try it out. And so he puts the free will unit in Bender's head and he, he explains that there's a switch on it mm-hmm. that uh, turns it off and on. But the quantum nature of it means that you'll never know which one is the on state and which one is the off state. Uh, so so it's on, in one of the states and Bender's like, I'm gonna still going to shoot you, but he can't. And then he flips the, the switch in his head and tries to and still can't do it. 
and then realizes the safety was on and just shoots the crap out of the professor. Yep. So then we go back to court where Bender is immediately found guilty of attempted murder. And after a brief moment where everyone looks really worried about it, everyone gets real happy. And like uh, Bender is like, yeah, guilty. And balloons are (laughs) falling from the, the ceiling and he's being uh, dragged off going guilty it's it's such a great end scene because it's it's so like it's been this whole like soul searching thing the entire time and it's like i'm finally guilty of a thing that i did really he just wanted to be guilty yeah that whole time it it made me laugh i mean even you recounting it made me laugh um i will say that over the credits there were there seemed to be a uh a rap song sung by Bender under the pseudonym Young Biddy called uh-huh. Decisions I Made. Yeah. And it is. It's something. It's definitely something. But because it is the end of the episode, that means that it is time for us to discuss grades. And um, not my improv grades. I mean, we can talk about that if you'd like. Mm hmm. Um, yes. And. F minus. So oh. <laughs> I thought I was at a, a good solid C. Anyway, the the weird thing is, is that when I uh, so I am now in in this rewatch, I am in a section where I'm not 100 percent sure I've seen every episode. OK, because I get to some of these episodes and I'm like, OK, well, yeah, I saw it once when it was new. And then just by the time I get to it on Netflix, I'm like, I could just go back to like the earlier seasons that Mm. I know so well and love. And because Futurama has always been like a comfort thing for me. Sure. And so the ones that I'm not super familiar with, I tend to not watch. Whereas I will just be like, sure, I'll throw on season three disc one again, because like, why not? So uh, with that said, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure I'd ever seen this episode before. Okay. Which is a weird thing to say when I'm literally doing a podcast about Futurama. A rewatch podcast. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because I don't specifically remember this episode. It doesn't mean I haven't seen it. But I don't specifically Mm -hmm. remember this episode. Uh, Which gave me sort of a a weird uh, sort of uh, uh, experience while watching this. Because I had to take notes on it for the episode, Mm -hmm. uh, for for this podcast. And I didn't love it while I was watching it. But mm-hmm. in discussing it here with you and going over some of the, the jokes in this episode, sure. it's actually kind of a fun episode. I feel like the pacing is just, it's very quick. Yes. Which I think initially kind of turned me off to it. But in discussing it and kind of going over, you know, bit by bit and some of the, the things that, that I missed... Like the the ink jets uh, joke. Sure, there is actually a lot to love, while also somehow raising philosophical questions at the same time. Because Amy's whole "Do humans even have free will?" thing is just sort of left out there. Yeah, and nobody then, addresses it again, and immediately dismissed by Bender. Yeah. So all that to say, I think it's pretty fun. Um, I'm not gonna say it's like amazing. But I would say it is a very solid B episode. Yeah, I I have, I don't have a lot of different concerns. I know that we have sometimes similar or uh, differing thoughts on pacing of episodes because I'm 
sometimes the breakneck episodes are really good for me and they don't they don't work well for you but i agree with you this episode kind of needs to be a breakneck just because the there's a lot to fit in that and it fits thematically with like you know bender just kind of like going through like just doing these things because he's he's got the programming to do so and have to get through basically uh, a th- a three stage process of all the other hijinks he's done before to get to the point where he's doing new hijinks because because mm-hmm. you mentioned or as we mentioned like he's doing he he went to back to the robot uh, planet he went back to some of the stuff so there's that good callback of like hey look at where we are now with what we're doing here um and I and I I, I the ending scene will always make me laugh just because it's that kind of uh like the whole episode is about him trying to get found guilty for something. Right. And I, and I really, really think that's funny. And I think this is actually, we've, we've, we've brought up the good place a couple times. I think this actually is not that far away from an episode of the good place. I okay. mean, it's, it's a little different tone wise, but it's asking some of the same questions and it's a comedic thing. And I think it hits some of the same notes for me. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you totally. I think it's, it's not, you know, a plus or anything like that, but it's definitely a solid B for me. And, um, I, I, I'm, I'm in a similar boat where I haven't seen these as much. I mean, clearly, um, because I watched the originals so much on adult Mm -hmm. swim and DVDs and stuff. Um, but this one, I remember bits and pieces of it, mostly the, the scene of, you know, uh, trying to, uh, get the free will unit in his head. Um, but I don't remember, I did not remember it ending with shooting the professor, um, <laughs> uh-huh. which I love as a little subversion as well. So yeah, I think I agree with you. I would give it a B as well. Okay. And we want to know what you think about this episode and about shooting the professor and uh, about and the bi- good place. And about ben, Ben's improv school and the contracts therein. Exactly. If you would like uh, some lessons at Ben's improv school, just send a certified check for forty thousand dollars there it is (laughs) back to the futurama studios care of ben fair enough and uh uh what else did we even talk about in this stupid thing wasp roads wasp roads don't go down that my new game vape central (laughs) um i'm whatever you found in this episode tweet at us and remind us Remind, especially because we're we are now ahead a uh, couple of weeks on recording. So by the time these come out, it's like, what did we even talk about? <laughs> I don't and remember. I listen back and I'm like, why did we talk about this? Why am I talking about Vape Central, a video game? Right. Why am I doing any of this? So there are plenty what of is, ways. What, what is my life even? There are plenty of ways to remind us that Mike said the words Vape Central. You can. Uh, send us an email at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. We are on Apple podcasts and Spotify. So find us there, review us, rate us and subscribe. And when you do review us, please, please type in uh, something about Ben's improv school. I think that that is, I mean, we're on Patreon. If you, for some reason felt that giving me, uh, forty thousand dollars for an improv school wasn't enough money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon.com slash Back to Futurama. Should we create a new tier for Ben's improv school? I think that'd be kind of funny. I don't want to get kicked off a of Patreon for trying to scam people well, out of forty thousand no. dollars. <laughs> I mean, for forty thousand dollars, 
at this point, we should literally go to their place and be like, we are going to give you a lesson of our weird, twisted sense of improv. Here we go. I mean, you know, for $40,000, we'll talk. Anyways, I think that's going to do it for us. I think... Until next time. Um, until ne- until next time at Ben's Improv School. Uh, yes, and. And yes. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your brain going for something funny. And I'm a ski instructor. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and Sh- I'm a psychologist. And now we need... Uh, a place where people would go to on a first date. Anyone? Restaurant. Re- I, I, I heard restaurant. Uh, anyways, until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. And the restaurant. <laughs>